I don't know. Is that like a Danish guy singing Casey and the Sunshine Band? I don't know. Not a good way to start a podcast. Believe me. Real bad move, Williams. But let's see if I can make it up to you. Uh, What a show. Um, I've got some tips on flying. If you're afraid of flying... Um, We're going to be talking about uh, commercials, in particular one commercial that's really graphic and grosses me out and makes me want to faint. I'm not even kidding. Um, We're going to be talking about dog rescues. Uh, I guess there was a dog that helped save someone's life. Have you ever heard those stories? We got that going on. We're going to be talking about the, uh, the horror movie The Omen, all about Satan's kid. Uh, we have a mystery guest visiting the uh, studio. I can't say I like this guy, but uh, he will be here. I won't tell you who. I don't want to annoy you and have you uh, switch the uh, podcast off because I know I would. And then we're going to be talking about uh, menu items and kind of like seafood fiascos. Some of the uh, trickery they pull with seafood. But there's no tricks here. It's all real on the Harland Highway. Welcome to the Harland Highway. You fellas been doing a bit of boozing, have you? Sucking back on Grandpa's old cough medicine? There's an element of uncontrolled chaos. The Harland Highway. Serving everyone from presidents and kings to the scum of the earth. What a treat. Oh, wait. Was she a great big fat person? You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. You need many years of therapy. Hey, Harland, it's Stephanie from Denver. Just do me. You might want to think twice before sticking your penis in there. Just do me. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. Okay, so interesting item in the news. Some lady was choking, and her dog jumped up on her and gave her the Heimlich maneuver. Okay? At least that's what they're saying. But let's 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 dissect this here. Okay, woman's chewing on some steak. Maybe she's good looking. I don't know what she looked like. But for the sake of this story, I'm I'm assuming she was cute. She's chewing away on some steak. Some of it gets lodged in her throat. She can't breathe. She buckles over. She's on the floor on all fours. Dog comes up behind her, reaches around, and gives her the Heimlich maneuver. That's what they're reporting. I don't know, folks. You ever uh, have a dog Heimlich maneuver your leg? You see where I'm going with this? I I don't think that dog deserves the purple heart. I think that dog needs to be neutered. Okay? It wasn't trying to save anybody's life. It was looking for a good time. Somewhere along the way, it popped the meat right out of the lady's throat. What do you know, huh? A little fun could save your life. Try it out. The Heimlich Maneuver here. On the Harland Highway. Harland Williams. Oh. <laughs> oh, yes. Funny things do happen in life. 
Uh, certainly wouldn't want to be, uh, you know, choking and have my life depend on uh, Sparky, the golden retriever. I mean, imagine that. What's next? We walk into hospitals. Uh, Dr. Dashhound to surgery. Dr. Dashhound to surgery. Yeah, can I get a black Labrador into the cancer ward, please? Black Labrador to the cancer ward. Yeah, I need a Pekingese in the uh, ER, a Pekingese, and a Collie to the ER. We have a gunshot wound. Yeah, no thanks. Um, <laughs> I'll just take a good old-fashioned human doctor tending to my ailments. And speaking of ailments, God, I have a gr- I have a beef. Have you watched TV and seen these commercials about the diabetes tester things? Where people have to test their blood sugar, I guess. Forgive me if I'm not getting this right because I'm I'm not schooled on diabetes. I don't have it. I've never really investigated. But I think the gist of it is people have to prick their finger. And this device uh, counts the, uh, the, the, bl- the blood sugar levels or counts the blood cells. I'm not sure. What I'm getting at is there's this commercial now where it's it's some kind of device where you prick your finger and make yourself bleed. Okay? Come on, man. It's a commercial. Do you really have to demonstrate it? Do you have to show the person pricking their finger? Do we have to see the blood seeping out of their skin in real life? I'm squeamish about that stuff. I'm going to be honest. You all know me as a macho, you know, bar brawling, UCF, kick-ass biker dude. You know. You know how I roll. But I'll be honest, man. When I see my own blood, I faint. I'm one of these guys. For whatever reason, God made me a fainter. If I lose too much blood or I see too much of my own blood, I'm out. I'm gone. It's embarrassing. It's it's weird. I don't understand it, but my doctor tells me that more men faint from blood than women. I think I've talked about this before on the show, right? So I don't need to be watching, you know, like uh, the Celebrity Apprentice or uh, I'm in the middle of a uh, a heartwarming, uh, you know, family movie. And all of a sudden a commercial comes on and some guy's like, I have diabetes. He pricks his finger and starts bleeding. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm one of those guys in movies. Whenever there's a scene with a needle, even though I know it's fake, I I turn away. I can't watch someone get a needle. And I'm like, why do they have to show it on the commercial? You know, I hate to be gross here, but there's a lot of feminine uh, napkin commercials. There's tampon commercials. We don't see the bleeding there. Okay. There's a lot of commercials about depression pills. I don't see people jumping out of the window like Damien's Maid.
All I'm saying is, you know, God bless you if you got diabetes, and God bless it that there's stuff out there that can help you, but we don't need to show people bleeding. You could do it with a cartoon, or you could just say it. An easy technique, you just prick your finger and check your blood. I don't need to see it. You know, God forbid we have to graphically detail an X-Lax commercial, right? Some big guy sitting on the throne, letting one rip. Yeah, no thank you. So uh, there's my beef. Stop the bleeding. It's just all for you, Damien. <laughs> Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. Hi, this is Harlan Williams. Here's another friendly tip. Are you afraid of flying? Well, why don't you do some exercises to prepare yourself for your next flight? Go to the top of a tall building, look down, and jump off. When you get down to the bottom, run back up and do it again. Repeat this process over and over until you are no longer afraid of flying. In fact, when you're falling through the air, try flapping your arms. Happy flying, here on the Harland Highway. Why do I keep playing that? It's so creepy. Have you have you ever seen it? Do you know what that clip's from? Let let me let me uh, fill you in if you don't know it. If you like scary movies, there's a movie that came out. I think it was actually in the late seventies, mid to late seventies, called The Omen with Gregory Peck, and it's basically about uh, Damien, the son of the devil, being born back on planet Earth. It's a revisiting of of, uh, the devil's child. And the movie's done really well. It's one of those slow-burning, really creepy... It's truly a scary movie. It's, it's, It's right up there with movies like The Exorcist. So if you're freaked out by the devil and, and, you know, Satan and all that stuff, this movie does the job. And there's a scene in the movie where uh, Damien uh, is born into a very uh, wealthy family, and he's got housemaids, and they live in a big mansion, and there's a scene where it's Damien's birthday party, and all the kids are out playing on the lawn, and the parents have uh, rented like a merry-go-round and balloons, and they're all laughing and playing, and then all of a sudden you hear the maid, one of the maids, like yelling to Damien, and everybody stops, and they look... And there's this maid in her maid outfit standing on the top of the roof of the mansion with a rope around her neck. And she's like, I love you, Damien. It's all for you, Damien. And then in front of all the children at the birthday party, she jumps off the ceiling, hangs herself, and smashes through the glass window on one of the lower floors. It's it's completely uh, morbid and creepy. <laughs> Why am I playing it? I don't know. 
But uh, check it out. It's a classic horror scene, and it's one of those ones that just stays with you because you realize it's it's just it's not really like a boo gotcha moment. It's more like the power of the devil of the dark side that someone would just jump off a building for the son of the devil with a huge smile on their face and attribute the suicide to love for this child who turns out to be the devil's kid. You can see it on YouTube. Uh, search around for it. I think it's under uh, Damien's birthday party or uh, the Omen birthday party scene or something like that. And uh, just be warned, it's graphic and it's uh, it's crazy. It's scary. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Her five-year journey to seek out new life, new civilization, to boldly go where no man has gone before to Kirk! Excuse me. Kirk, what are you doing in my studio once again? This is not your studio. This is the bridge of the Starship Enterprise. It's not the bridge of the Starship Enterprise. Who the hell let you in here? Why do you do it? I kind of like the way you had that inflection in your voice you went down at the end i'm being sarcastic kirk that's not permitted on the bridge of the uss enterprise this is not the uss enterprise what are you doing in my studio i'm trying to do a podcast i go out for a coffee turn off the music i can't turn off the turn it off i cannot turn it turn it off kirk you must try to relax we try to maintain control here on the bridge of the Starship Enterprise. It's not the bridge. What are you doing here? I came to use the tractor beam. Oh, so there's a tractor beam. Okay. And what are you doing with the tractor beam, Kirk? I started making a beef stroganoff for Mr. Spock and myself. We have a dinner meeting in my quarters this evening. Oh, you and Spock are having a little dinner meeting, are you? A little get-together and you're making stroganoff? That is correct. Beef stroganoff. Oh, isn't that nice? Captain James T. Kirk making a nice stroganoff for you and First Officer Spock, huh? And you thought you'd transport the ingredients here to my studio? That is correct. I must ask you to stand by as I transport some Nicely cube-shaped beef and some broth, some fine egg noodles, and some spiced carrots. Stop it! There's no ingredients coming up here, dumbass! I can't allow you to address me like that in front of my crew. There's no crew! Do you see anyone here, Kirk? Do you see anyone else standing around but me? They must be on lunch break down in the... They are not on lunch break! I must get to beaming in the ingredients for my beef stroganoff. I have a dinner with Mr. Spock. No dinner. No beef. Get out of here. I must get the egg noodles beamed to the Brit. No egg noodles. The finely spiced gravy for the beef stroganoff. Stop saying beef stroganoff.
beef stroganoff. Stop it! You're not making beef stroganoff. There's no spot. Get off of my... Get out, get out of my damn studio. You sound mixed up and confused. Perhaps some nice, warm beef stroganoff would help you through this. Get out! You don't happen to have a crock pot around, do you? So I can stir the beef. Get out of here! Oh, yours. Get out! Hey, sorry about that last message. I hope you don't think I'm crazy or anything. But uh, I think I got the wrong number. I I was calling for griping, and uh, I, I, I didn't know if your program was was about that. Um, sorry, I'm going to call Adam uh, Corolla. I think that's who I was trying to find. But I like your podcast, too. See you later. Bye. Oh, man, I'm really hungry. I really need something to eat. Hey, I know. How do I expedite this feeding frenzy I want to have? I got it. I'll order some peel-your-own-shrimp, shuck-your-own-oysters, and crack my own crab claws. Yeah, that'll get me to my meal quicker. You ever do that mistake, huh? You go to a restaurant and the waiter cons you. Oh, they're just wonderful shrimp. You... You peel them yourself, and they're just right out of the shell, and they're immaculate. They practically explode in your mouth. They're just wonderful. You'll, you'll feel like you're a whale eating at the surface of the ocean. Really, that sounds good. Oh, yes, and you just want to get these stone crab claws. You crack them all yourself, and they're just wonderful succulent meat, like little explosions. Mmm, okay. And these oysters, you just shuck them yourself. You pry them open like a rusty door. You just peel it open and eat the fresh meat inside. It's just, it's Wunderbar. Okay. So you order all three. Stuff shows up at your table. And cut to you nine hours later, peeling a shrimp. Okay. That's one. Took me 20 minutes, but that's one. Oh, now it's time for the crab claw. I just cut my finger open on the shell. Ow, ow, ow. I'm bleeding all over my food, but I guess you could look at that as gravy. Some cultures do. Ow. Okay, all that work, and there's hardly any meat inside, but the waiter said it was delicious. So now I guess I'll just shuck an oyster. Oh, God, a knife slipped. I got a knife through my hand. Ow, 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 ow. Mm, But the oyster's delicious. Mm, nom, nom, nom. You know what? If I wanted to prepare my own meal, I'd stay at home and attempt to cook. Nice try, waiter. Don't try to fool me that I'm doing all the work, and then I got to give you a tip. Uh-uh. I ain't falling for the seafood gag. Go shuck yourself. Yeah, I said shock. You just made a wrong turn. On the Harland Highway. 103.5 The Fox. And then even worse sometimes, they will trick you with uh, seafood seafood references, right? Like as if we're uh, all us uh, restaurant goers are ex, uh, you know, sea uh, captains. 
Like we we used to uh, be on the deadliest catch, or we uh, we ran a uh, you know a fishing trawler through the uh, Mediterranean at one point. You know they'll always put like nautical references, like uh, you know South Bay Grouper and uh, Eastern Shore Cracked Lobster Claw and uh, Arctic Char and. Mongo Bay coconut shrimp, right? And sometimes you're a little like, okay, I guess I understand the word shrimp. I don't know where Mongo Bay is. So th- this is how they get you sometimes. And check it out. I'm not kidding. On the weekend, I went to a really nice seafood place. And I don't know if you like scallops or not, but I love me, I love me some scallops. And normally, you know, a scallop is, uh, you know, about the size of a silver dollar and about uh, as thick as, uh, you know, maybe an inch, an inch and a half, maybe two inches, right? They're pretty meaty little uh, succulent uh, blobs of shell. And uh, so what happened is I'm looking at this menu and uh, it's a little pricey. I'm like, okay, seafood usually is. And then I see uh, Taylor Bay scallops. And I'm like, okay, I don't know where Taylor Bay is, but, you know, it's water. It's it's a bay. It's, it's where scallops are from. <laughs> they come from the water. So I look, and it's like three fifty a pop for a scallop. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, those things, that's probably worth it. They're big. They're meaty. You know, three fifty a little expensive, but... I can do it. I can handle three fifty a pop. So I order three scallops. That's like uh, you know ten fifty, ten dollars and fifty cents with tax. I'm probably looking at twelve to fifteen bucks for three scallops. And I'm like, you know what? They're exotic. You don't get them every day. They're delish. I'll do it. So my uh, my appetizer comes out. And uh, here's this plate. It's all dressed up. It's got crushed ice. And there's like a salad around the edges. And sitting on top of the crushed ice are these three like scallop shells. But they're, they're tinier. And sitting in the scallop shells is a little dabble of olive oil. And sitting on the olive oil are the Taylor Bay scallops which were about the size of an earplug. You ever seen a little foam earplug? That's how big they were. Apparently, Taylor Bay, which I think is somewhere in the Gulf Coast of Florida, has its own subspecies of scallop where they're warm water scallop, and they only get about as big as a gumdrop, right? And so here I am, and they plop these things down, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I, the, the, you couldn't even, even three of them together is not even the size of a half of a Reese's peanut butter cup. I just paid three fifty a pop for uh, edible uh, earplugs. And you're just like, good Lord, you know, like, like oh, wow, ooh, Taylor Bay scallops. You know, why Why do they got to put that? Why don't they just put on the menu the smallest damn scallops you've ever seen? If I were you, I'd order about 28. Because that's how many you'd need to make up the size of a, nor- a, a normal 
cold water scallop, which I believe they get off, uh, you know, the Atlantic coast there, off of Maine and uh, New Brunswick and Nova Scotia. And so I felt kind of duped and cheated, and you're just like, come on, man. You know, most of us don't know the whole Taylor Bay reference, and you know that most of us think of a scallop as a scallop. We didn't realize there were, like, little designer subspecies midget scallops. Ah, but that's how they get you, man. So if you're a restaurant owner and, uh, you know, you're doing stuff like that, do your uh, do your customers a service. Do them a solid and let them know what they're ordering. Because it's just embarrassing. You can't order something. You go, oh, I didn't realize these were so small. Take them back. You know, it's kind of like they kind of got you. You had me at hello, Scallop Taylor Bay, hello. Ugh, feels like my wallet was scalloped. That's what it felt like. So there you go. Watch yourself. Know what you're getting. Just like you know what you're getting here on the Harland Highway. More stuff like this. This house is cleansed. Yeah. You ever uh, been to a buddy's house and they're certain that their house is haunted? I'm telling you, man, last night I was like laying in bed. I was almost asleep and like my ceiling fan went on, man. And then it went off. And then, like, five minutes later, it went on again. I'm telling you, man, I was terrified. I couldn't get out of bed. Oh, really? Yeah? Anything else? Yeah, and then the light in the ceiling fan went on and then went off again, man. I'm telling you, I'm freaking out. My place is haunted. Oh, it's haunted, huh? Yeah, like, I'm sure someone was, like, murdered here or, like, there's, a there's like, a body buried under the floorboards or something, man. I mean, it's just creepy. Oh, yeah, really? Let me ask you something. Where'd you get your ceiling fan? I, I got it at Home Depot, man. Why? Is Home Depot haunted? Is there like a dead guy in the ceiling fan section, man? Now, uh, what I'm getting at is the make of your ceiling fan. Yeah, like the guy that made it? What? He's like possessed it and it's like he's channeling himself through my ceiling fan? No, no, take it easy. Does your ceiling fan by any chance work on a remote control? Oh my god, a remote control. Oh my god, I'm so scared. I'm so... Wait a minute. Yeah, it is on a remote control. And where is your remote control right now? I don't know. It's around here somewhere. It's like on the coffee table or... Where the hell is it? Why don't you try looking in your blankets there, smart guy? What the hell is it doing? Why would it be in my... Oh my god, it's in my blankets. Yeah. Do you think maybe you were rolling on it all night with your big fat ass? Oh my god, I think I see what you're saying. You get it? Yeah, I've got a haunted ass, man. Oh my god, my ass is haunted. Oh my god, I'm so scared of my own ass. What am I going to do? You're riding down the Harland Highway. Get out of here. Boo! Ah! Or how about you have an ice maker in your freezer? In your freezer fridge unit? Oh my god, I, I gotta be honest. Talk about being terrified. I've stayed in a couple of places where I could hear the ice maker from the bedroom, okay? And ice is hard, and it's loud, and it crunches, and, and you've all heard those ice makers in those freezers, man. They they make some racket. When those cubes have formed and they get pushed out of the way, they kind of bang around in the fridge. How many of you at 3 in the morning 
have just been laying there, and all of a sudden you hear like some banging and creaking and crunching from another room, and you forget, you can't put together, you can't fathom that it would be an ice maker machine, and it is. I'm telling you, I've had a few nights where I've just shot up in bed, sat up sweating, and I'm like, oh, my God, there's someone in the house. And all I wish is that I had a baseball bat beside my bed, and I'm like, oh, great. Here's me creeping down the stairs to confront someone wandering around. And as you're thinking that, all of a sudden you hear it again. You hear the crinking and the shuffling and the banging, and you're like, oh, my God. And then finally it dawns on you. You sneak down, you creak down the stairs, you're standing there, there's like no one there, and all of a sudden it happens, and you whirl, and you smash the crap out of your fridge, you bang it with the baseball bat over and over and over and over, and then you realize it was just the ice maker, and now you need a new fridge. But at least after that strenuous workout of beating your freezer fridge to a pulp, you're able to quench your sweat by rubbing the ice all over your forehead that's scattered on the floor from the freezer you busted open. Great. Well, that's the end of the freezer, and guess what? That's also the end of this podcast. So sad. So sad to end it on such a haunting and violent note, but uh, nonetheless... We do have time constraints here. I'd like to thank Captain Kirk for using up a bunch of our time. Why he keeps sneaking into my studio, I don't know. Um, But thanks to you mostly, folks, friends and folks alike, for joining in, for visiting the uh, Harland Highway. Love having you here. Hope you're having a good time. Tell your friends, for God's sakes, quit hogging this podcast. Let them know that there's fun to be had. In podcast world, right here on the Harland Highway. And there's also fun to be had in Las Vegas if you're around uh, Las Vegas tonight, Friday night, and tomorrow night, Saturday night, June 10 and 11. I will be doing stand-up comedy at the Palms Casino. Come on by. Have a laugh. Enjoy the show. You can go to harlandwilliams.com. Check my stand-up schedule uh, for... All the pertinent info, and uh, hope to see you there. Um, also, check out harlanwilliams.com. Check out the, the uh, merchandise store. Uh, my book, The Things You Don't Know You Don't Know, is on sale, amongst other fun things, videos, DVDs, CDs, artwork, T-shirts, all kinds of fun stuff. And uh, that's it, man. That's all we have time for today. I'm doing it all for you, Damien. I hope you had a good time. Thanks again. And until next time, my friends, keep it here on the Harlan Highway and chicken chow mein, baby. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you.